Welcome to this Sulfur on the Go podcast for January 2020. I'm Maria Mosquera, Sulfur Analyst at Thirticon. I'd like to take this opportunity to discuss the current situation in the sulfur market at the beginning of the year and a couple of recent key developments. Softness in sulfur pricing has been evident for some time. Prices in China stood in the 60 CFR for granular product for much of January 2020, a significant drop from business in January 2019, mainly concluded in a range of 120 to 140 CFR China. Meanwhile, the Middle East FOB price has dropped as low as 30 to 40 dollars from the 110 to the upper 120s FOB trading a year earlier. By late 2019, the Chinese port inventory had reached substantial levels at above 2.7 million tons, following a combination of higher levels of imports continuing to arrive, speculators attempting to balance their books by booking lower-priced cargo later in the year on top of stocks already in place, as well as increased domestic production of sulfur from new Chinese oil and gas projects. The weak downstream phosphate fertilizer market and dwindling margins for producers prompted several sulfur buyers to declare cutback to fertilizer production in various regions, from the US to North Africa as well as China. Since the beginning of Q4 2019, there have been suggestions from supply sources that in times of price weakness on the scale experienced at present, the market will be pulled back into balance by supplier-led action. Now from late December to early January, there's been a definite lack of offers for spot cargoes reported, which is believed to stem from supplier strategy to hold back stock at refineries in the Middle East and limit offers in the market while demand remains particularly reduced due to the Chinese spring holiday approaching in late January. Further, Russian supply is expected to be curbed in Q1 with the options to store product understood to be available at a level of a few months' production. Even pouring product to block, if need be, is there for Russian supply. Otherwise, no indication of any large-scale blocking has been reported to date, with Canadian suppliers appearing to continue exporting even at negative netbacks, with blocking limited to those suppliers who routinely engage in pouring to block when there are logistical hiccups. But environmental pressures are believed to not be making investing in further blocking facilities very appealing to suppliers, and maintenance costs are an added consideration, not to forget the added cost of eventual deblocking. For Q1, a shift in trade flows is evident from those seen in Q4, with the Middle East now again agreeing contracts with North African buyers concluded in the 50 CFR. This follows the Q4 non-agreement disrupting the balance of the market, with the already evident oversupply in the Chinese market becoming more pronounced, and leading to prices in the markets east of Suez uncharacteristically falling below those achieved in the markets west of Suez. In Q1, balance is now again returning to the usual patterns, though the massive Chinese inventory levels remain an issue until the domestic spring season kicks in and some of these volumes begin being consumed. Another recent development is that freight rates have moved up due to the sudden escalation in tensions in the Middle East, following a fatal drone attack on senior Iranian military officials and the subsequent retaliatory attacks on US military bases in Iraq. In the aftermath, The security of vessel traffic going through the key supply route of the Strait of Hormuz remains a concern, which is likely to maintain freight and cargo insurance costs elevated while the uncertainty remains high. A reduced number of vessels willing to call the region is also likely. Freight rates were reported to have ticked up from around $22 to $24 for a 30,000-ton bulk shipment from the Middle East to China, to around $24 to $26 in early January. As a result, and were further attacks to take place, these higher levels would likely persist. 
Freight costs from Iran to China are also expected to have increased from the already high $30 for a larger 50,000 ton shipment by a few dollars in the immediate aftermath of the attacks. Though on this route, vessel availability will not be an issue, as Iranian-flagged vessels have no option to avoid the region. And due to the US sanctions in place, Iranian vessels are already exclusively used for sulfur shipments to China. The volatile freight market as a result of the spike in tensions, as well as the IMO 2020 sulfur cap regulations that have come in at the beginning of the month, are likely to limit achievable FOB prices, as phosphate fertilizer producers are unlikely to be willing to pay top dollar for raw material at a time when their margins are already severely squeezed by the weak downstream fertilizer market. More detailed analysis on all of the above topics is available in the Fertikon Sulfur Weekly Market Report and our other sulfur products, sulfur futures and the sulfur outlook report. Thanks for listening and until next time, it's a goodbye from me.